Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome into a championship edition of the Illini Inquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Joey Wagner, Derek Piper live at State Farm Center where there's still confetti on the State Farm Center floor. Derek Piper, I got to start with you after a 72-70 or 74-72 win over Iowa. Ends with a defensive stop over Iowa. Reminds me of two years ago, but uh, to beat the Hawkeyes, to come back from a 15-point deficit and to see Brad Underwood, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams cut down the nets two years or five years after they're four and 14 in the big 10 and Illinois missing NCAA tournament after NCAA tournament. I told you after covering all those bad games, we'd cover some big games and potentially some championship games. Here we go. What a day. Nebraska beats Wisconsin. Illinois comes back furiously, gets huge contributions from Coleman Hawkins, Andre Corbell, Kofi Coburn makes a last minute case for, for Big Ten Player of the Year. What a day. What was that like for you to see, to be in that atmosphere, the, the store, uh, court, storming the court? I can't even put my words together. Uh, it was crazy today, but what was that like for you to witness? Pretty surreal, and it definitely brought back memories of 2020 in the last game between Illinois and Iowa. More on the line this time with the Big Ten title, uh, and just an incredible full circle story for Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, and you think back even to Brad's introductory introductory press conference and talking about getting back to the top of the Big Ten and Josh Whitman saying this building needs to be what it was in the early 2000s, the electricity and it being packed and playing for so much, and and that's what it was today. That this was painted what they were talking about. So uh, to see that and to, to be on the other side of, you know, last year where there's no fans for his hell of a ride last year for that team and, and a lot of accomplishments, but uh, to have this place back to being full and, and the crush to enjoy it and to get a chance to storm the floor and the tension there, just looking around in the final minutes and seeing people just visibly ill and hands on the head and just like wanting this so bad. And I had even seen, I think maybe it was a Jeff Goodman tweet recently or someone had said it. This fan base is as hungry and as anybody out there. They want it so bad to be back and to, to win and to have a banner. And uh, they got that today. So to, to see that was pretty incredible. And, and for a team that has felt like they couldn't catch a break all year long, finally got one. They got one with Nebraska winning at Wisconsin and they took advantage and, and they got through a, a stretch of being down double digits, but they withstood and, and pushed through and, they found a way to do it, and they set, they accomplished the goal they set out from the very beginning of the season. They got some breaks with Iowa missing free throws too, right? I think that was huge. Yeah, but true. they made play after play as well, especially defensively. Coleman Hawkins, Andre Cabell certainly on that end uh, did their part. But, but Joey, I asked the players about this, and I don't know if I, I got a great answer out of them, but I think for the fan base and for Underwood and this whole team, how validating does this have to be, right? How cathartic does it have to be that last year when they feel like they were screwed out of a title, 
based on the COVID year and Michigan not making up games, then the final day when hope seems such so slim, they find a way to get a Big Ten banner and to have that physical representation going to be hanging up in the banners of this really five years of work, but three years where they've been a Big Ten power, right? They, they missed on its share two years ago by one game. They missed on a share last year, maybe one game. This year, they could have missed out on a share by one game, and they get it. Like it's, I think it's so validating for this program. Not that there's not more ahead, but I think Big Ten championships matter, and they got it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything that ha- – I, I think everybody felt it, right? I, I think there's a reason they all wanted to storm the court, but it's because this was – this team has been really good for three years, and, and nationally, like if you look at the – perception it's like that's yeah, a really good team but then you always hear the same things like no big 10 championships gone in the second round of the tournament now it's like that's there and i do think there was a lot of last year baked in to everything that happened out there and to brad going full vince mcmahon in the middle of the floor just hyping everybody up that, that he can like that mattered and and they could have played it off as yeah we're frustrated but we turned the page from last year did they i mean they, they did enough but it got all the way, and that, that was very clear by today. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of validation and a, a lot of feeling like they should have had this. And now they needed a lot of breaks. I, I mean, literally nobody went to bed last night, I, I'm sure. Maybe a few people were like, oh, yeah, Nebraska's going to walk into Madison and beat Wisconsin. And and, and there's still there was so much tension that it set up for this perfect, like, Oh no, game. I, did, did anyone send a, an edible arrangement to Alonzo Verge yet? Because he deserves that or, <laughs> or something way better than edible. Fred Hoiberg gives a gift of basketball back to Illinois like seven years after he was hired to do it in Chicago. It's got to be St. Elmo's in Indianapolis next week. It's got to be on <laughs> Underwood's tab. That's getting delivered to the hotel, guaranteed. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be something better than an edible arrangement uh, sent to Alonzo Verge for that. But I, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of this game. But obviously, that's not the story today. Is that they got they had to win this game, but it's it's the big picture of this. And, and obviously, you clinch a number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. For whatever that's worth, it might have been an easier path if you were a two or a three, to be honest with you, if you want to win another Big Ten tournament. Um, but it's, it's so huge for this program to get that. And... Derek recruits in attendance. They couldn't have timed this any better. Brett Bielma and the recruits he had in attendance with Caden Fegan wearing a Kofi Coburn jersey that he bought today. Like that couldn't have worked out any better. And it just screams, we're back. We're a national power. You move up to the three seed line uh, with this win for most people. And maybe this weekend you can, you can move up even higher uh, if you win some Big Ten games. But uh, this is another just great win, right? I mean, that's another part of it is you beat a top 20 net team these Iowa wins are two of your best resume boosters. So uh, just in, in every aspect, but uh, Brad Underwood said, had one of the quotes of the years and about <laughs> recruiting afterwards, he said, Hey, if they, if they didn't love that, then they can go play for somebody else and we'll kick their ass. Like that's, that's how Brad Underwood feels. And that's how you should feel. You should puff your chest out. And, and that's what this day was puff your chest out, Illinois, your big 10 champs. Yeah. And we, we've talked so much throughout the years and about getting the success to sell and then to be able to parlay that momentum into furthering it. And clearly they've recruited well uh, off of, you know, the, the years with IO and 
uh, Andres Feliz and those guys. I mean, these these players on the current team, but uh, this three-year stretch, turning it into a Ty Rogers who's in the building today, a commitment from Morez Johnson, 2024, really highly athletic and talented guy. And to have some others in the building, like a James Brown teammate of Morez and Devin Royal from Ohio, who's right in Ohio State's backyard. And for him maybe to say – Hey, you know, this this looks pretty fun. This looks pretty cool uh, to have a, a Big Ten title here at Illinois. Just the, the atmosphere, the environment, and uh, and the wins. And, and I know that Kofi mentioned, you know, we're going to have one banner, but it also represents a, a three-year run of the most wins in this league out of anybody. So uh, and I, I think back to when the 0-1-0-2 team was here, you know, celebrating that Big Ten title run and, and, and back-to-backs. Like that's something that you can look up to. I know the Big Ten tournament championship was nice and, and satisfying at the time and uh, felt like a little bit of, of revenge or whatnot, but a regular season title is, is a really big deal and one that uh, they can look back on and be proud of and, and try to, and to push forward and do some more. I know Brad, one of his other Vince McMahon quotes, that was a great line by Joey, by the way, uh, that we're bringing more, more titles to, the, to, the, to Champagne. So that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you win a Big Ten regular season, you have reunions like that, right? Like the 20 year reunion, Big Ten tournament. It's like one good weekend, like a, a bad team can have a great weekend and win a, a conference tournament, which is, is still a great accomplishment. But Joey, what was your like what stood out? Like we're eyes right on the court. Is that massive orange humanity comes on the court? Like were there any moments that stuck out to you for me? And I took a video of it and uh, it was Brad Underwood and. Joey Biggs, this huge bear hug. And you can just tell the emotion that was coming out. And then uh, Chester Frazier, and I talked to him after the game. I'll have a story about it. Uh, Chester Frazier, a player who came here after the last Big Ten championship, expecting to win multiple Big Ten championships after D. Brown and James Augustine were here, right? He never won one as a player. For him to come back to his alma mater, and he and Tim Anderson are really close, and then they had a great big hug. Jeff Alexander, Zach Hamer, Tyler Underwood wearing his shirt, like within a minute of them winning. Uh, just some moments that stuck out to me. Like what stuck out to you? Uh, the Kind of the buildup. So I was up seated on the moon, um, up in the, the seat up top, and I was like, okay, I want to get down there to see kind of exactly what you're talking about, the color, and I was stuck. I mean, literally stuck. There were students – clocked from all over like waiting to storm and i'm like oh my god they're gonna do that like they're actually gonna storm the court for this uh, so you find your way around and actually i ended up standing next to frank williams as demonte is at the line shooting his two free throws this is the first one fran calls a timeout and i didn't cover frank obviously right and none of us did but i learned everything i need to know about demonte williams in 14 seconds standing there next to frank Demonte missed the first one, just stoic. Not, not mad, not, I mean, just, okay, there's another one coming. Demonte hits the second and just like four or five claps. No cheer, no yell. And I'm like, if this isn't the same kid who we've covered for five years, just a little bit older, and then you get down there and there's literally shoes left behind, chairs knocked to hell. Uh, it's, it was an actual party. You couldn't, I asked Kent Brown, I said, where's Brad? And he goes, I think he's over there. Right? I, I don't know. Like, no one – I don't really know if anyone knew what was going on, and it was just kind of everywhere. And DeMonte was literally breaking it down, right, in front of the bench, like dancing, surrounded by students. And the one that probably sticks out is Kofi. He's standing up on this ladder, cutting the net. Everybody's chanting one more year. He tells us, I almost started it. And I'm sure everybody read that and was like, oh, boy. Like, 
what's going on here? But uh, just try to think of that moment for him. He was sitting like we're looking at the seats that recruits sit in, and that was him, Florida Atlantic, and you lose a that's a bad loss. Like there is literally no other way to frame that. And then you flash forward four years, three years, and he's standing up top of a net, surrounded by this sea of humanity, and just kind of embracing everything. And like Io gets a lot of credit, he should. But there's so much more, and it's Kofi and it's Trent and Demonte. So to see them have that moment, then Trent and Demonte walking off together for the last time was it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was really cool for those you know super seniors to get that. Felt bad Jacob Grandison didn't get to play in this game, but I saw him afterwards and he was he was happy, man. <laughs> I told him congratulations, said man, thank you. Um, and then you know you mentioned Kofi. We'll get into that, but like a fourth year if he came back, I asked Lauren Tate. Would he be the greatest line I ever? He certainly would be the, the most productive, I think Derek said. And uh, that is so true. But the impact he's had on this program. I mean, the three years he's been here is the three years Illinois has been a, a Big Ten contender. Derek, any uh, anecdotes you want to share from from your time in that that swarm? Man, it, w- it was nuts. I know that Brad ultimately at one point gets pushed out from like the mosh pit and then he's just by the scorer's table and just kind of sits back and and takes it in a little bit. And, and that was really cool to see. And uh, I mean, just the student reaction, the student body, just to see the the passion and the the the, in- the heightened interest and to see that orange crush line out today, the longest I've ever seen it. Uh, getting ready for this game and, and to think about, you know, where it was at certain points during the rebuild or before Brad was here. And uh, that was certainly really cool. And, and I couldn't help but notice, and, and Kofi brings – or Joey brings up the Kofi one more year reaction. Was that confetti or NIL money falling from the <laughs> – from the from the rafters as he was up there and cutting the 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 nets, so uh, that might be something that he's going to have to to consider. But yeah, I mean, he he comes back number one scorer, rebounder, double double record that will never get touched. But um, yeah, I think that also just kind of sensing the tension and and just knowing right before tip that uh, it was it was completely full. He couldn't find an empty seat, and uh, man, just to, also to to think and notice that. This will be the last time we see DeMonte and Trent out here. And if it is Kofi, that's kind of surreal and kind of sad. But you're very happy for the way that it ended for them. And uh, it was as picture perfect as it could have been. Can I just add one more thing real quick? Yeah. Dion, Like, we've sat behind Dion Thomas since he's been on the radio call. And like, you kind of put in the scope of – like, Dion's done a lot of stuff here, man. Like, he was really good. And to see him – like, that's how you kind of know how much this means to everybody when Dion hasn't played here for a long time. And he was he was taking pictures. Of that. I mean, he was having himself a nice time down there. And, and like that kind of really like puts it all in perspective. You're talking about Frank. Uh, Corey Bradford was mm-hmm. here, right? Like another Big Ten champion that, that played a big role, kind of like Trent. Uh, and DeMonte and building the program up to a to a great run of Big Ten success. Trent and DeMonte certainly were that. I, I just saw Mike Small uh, tweet out congratulations, and I'm just thinking, man, n- now the uh, revenue programs can do their work, right, and lift, <laughs> lift their weight of, of winning some Big Ten championships so it's not tennis and golf and country club U all over. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Well, guys, it, it had to be a good game uh, to, to win a Big Ten championship. You're down 15 uh, to Iowa, who's the hottest team in the Big Ten. The Murray brothers are going crazy. 12 straight possessions they scored on. Um, but they found a way. The way I would talk about this team, I think how people should remember that 2021-2022 Illini Big Ten champions is resolve. Everything they have been through with the injuries, the illnesses, um, it just felt like we haven't seen the team like complete. And then finally we start to see it come together and, um, and, and the way they got down in games and, and found ways to come back and, and win some of these is, is really impressive. So it's not a perfect team, uh, but in the end it's a championship team and what is a loaded big 10, but I thought they showed a lot tonight. And, and I want to shout out like Kofi obviously was great. Plummer got his 15 points. Trent DeMonte, I, I think, making plays down the stretch. You know, DeMonte making a free throw and Trent getting the, the rebound to kind of pull it out and, and clinch the win was great. But I thought two sophomores were huge for them. Andre Curbelo is a roller coaster, guys. Uh, had four turnovers, but his defense was key. He had nine points during that key second-half run. And my star of the game today was Coleman Hawkins. Nine points, 11 rebounds, but that doesn't even tell the story. Keegan Murray was 7 of 22 he had 22 points and 11 rebounds because that's what he does. But I think four of those field goals guys were with not Coleman on him. I think somebody else was on him. So um, I, I got to go back and watch the film for that. But uh, he was phenomenal, Derek. And we keep talking about how Coleman and Andre could change this team. And tonight they did. Like, their contributions, especially in the second half, completely changed the game. And with Jacob Grandison out, they needed it. They definitely did. And on a night when it felt like Trent was maybe a little tight and it wouldn't be the, the first guy on a senior night. I was even looking back. A guy named D Brown played Iowa on his senior night. I think he went two for 12 from the field. And uh, I know the quote was kind of like you know, just the emotions and it was just hard to deal with. I can imagine if that was the same thing for Trent and never finding a rhythm or, you know, simply shots didn't go down. But uh, for for that guy to have hit these daggers at Michigan and Michigan State and just be so valuable to this program for him to to struggle and and that's kind of been, as you were talking about, fighting through adversity, having different guys who can can step up in certain spots. We saw, you know, Plummer throughout December or uh, even these some of these first half. We know that Kofi is the steady and influence, but Coleman Hawkins, a guy that, you know, a couple of weeks ago you could have said, where's his head at? Is he going to impact this team the rest of the way? Is, is he just completely lost now after what was an encouraging start against, yeah, it's off schedule and things got tough and his confidence seemed to wane. But now, I mean, his energy was fantastic. His defense 
Um, his defensive upside is phenomenal like in terms of being a shot blocker, in terms of having length and being able to cut off driving lanes. And uh, that was that was awesome. He had a big three. Uh, so he provided a ton. Curbelo's a roller coaster, man. It is an experience with him. Uh, but the highs are high and, and like behind the back to the rim. And he did start to get some stuff going later in that second half. Well, I know there were still some mistakes that were pretty frustrating, but you wouldn't have been able to, to make enough plays uh, if, if he didn't have those bright moments, you know, along with some of those struggles. But that's that's kind of the beauty of this team is that it's taken these older guys to get here and to build it up and to lay the foundation and carry it in, in a lot of ways. But maybe the new the new wave also got them that title and, and really tied the bow on it and put that banner up there. Yeah, and that's, that's the key to building a program, right, is, is those next guys taking the baton, and, and to see that uh, was huge. Uh, Joey, but I, I thought Kofi uh, didn't start well from the field. I think one for five from the field, but finished finish for 21 points, was a load on the inside. But I thought more importantly than anything, 14 rebounds. Like he had, what, I think 16 the previous three games. Underwood was on him. He gave him crap about that in the post-game press conference. But um, that was that was a great end uh, to, to potentially his last game in the State Farm Center. We'll see. He went through senior night. But uh, the star showed up, right, uh, along with those sophomores stepping up big. Big time player of the year game. You get a chance to clinch it. You do it, and you do it with 21 and 14. And, and I think it was outside of – I think he missed it. it was one of his first five, so he ended up nine of 17. I mean, not his best percentage, not the most efficient, but when it mattered, he delivered. And he was – he was given a little bit of a challenge. Like, this isn't Luca anymore where those two just bang into each other in the paint for 40 minutes. Like, Rebracha gave him a challenge defensively, and, and Kofi was – I think he switched out onto Murray a few times. Like, I just think complete-wise, he was really – he was real. I mean, it's – it was the case. Like, to, I, will he win it? I don't know. I mean, that's we'll figure that out. But I don't think he could have put a better last impression on that awards race and potentially his last game here. And if that if that was it for him, what a way to go out with just kind of everything encompassed there. Yeah. So Illinois now the the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. They'll play the winner of Indiana and Michigan, which feels like a play-in game. Maybe Michigan's already clinched it. Um, the, the bubble's bad. I mean, the fact that Indiana is, is even involved here and one of the first ones out, I think, says what the bubble is. So I think Michigan will probably get in regardless. But if they want to make sure and not sweat it out, uh, they can probably be a ten seed if they beat Indiana. Uh, but Derek, what do you think about this team going in the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament? What do you want to see out of them this weekend? I think that it's just continually trying to to hit their stride and, and play their, their best basketball. And I don't think that means they necessarily have to win the Big Ten tournament. But uh, I think that you'd be very satisfied if you came away from them and say, hey, we're firmly on the three seed line. We don't have to worry about facing a one seed until the late day. Not that that guarantees you a, a walk till that that point, but I think it is very important to potentially avoid a, an Arizona, a Gonzaga, as long as you potentially can. And, and it is just also just kind of a feel on, on this team and uh, getting to a point where that you can trust them a little bit more and that they're hitting their again, hitting their strides, steadying some things out, fixing some things. I think that uh, the way that teams are going to attack Kofi and playing out of that, uh, you know, also defensively, they got some things in terms of especially the, the defensive glass to continue to get better at. And, and Carbello to try to to get him to 
to be consistent, to cut out some of those mistakes and really have him and Coleman because, as you're, you're saying earlier, they're so vital and they could just give you a humongous lift in that tournament in, in unison with what we already expect to be a shot-making plumber, a veteran guard in Trent that you, you certainly trust it two ways and, and Kofi. So uh, just to have that continue to, to permeate and build and, and we'll see about Jacob Granson coming back because he's obviously very, very key. So, and also, I mean, credit to RJ for stepping up with, a, with some minutes today. I mean, him and Luke both hit threes and uh, I mean, Illinois fans love them some RJ, and I certainly understand. That dude's not afraid, and, and he's got a lot of ability. Joey, I was going to follow up. Derek, let me right into it. Uh, Jacob Grandison, if he's got to be out for any period of time. Uh, I know Brad Underwood called it a sprain, but he was in a, a sling today, which you don't like seeing. So I, maybe they just had in the sling, so he's not moving it and, and all that stuff. But uh, if he's out uh, for the postseason or out for the Big Ten tournament, obviously that's a tough piece, but that just means – Devontae's got to play better. Coleman's got to be really good. And you might have Melendez playing a bigger role, which he might have a higher upside sometimes than Jake Grandison, but we know Grandison has a way higher floor. Uh, and then Lou Goody might have some spot minutes. So uh, if, you, if you don't have a key important piece like Jacob Grandison, those other three really got to step up, and including the freshman. Yeah, it certainly helps not playing until Friday in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, that has not been the case here always. But – I think it's all of the trials and tribulations of the year now coming home to Roos at a time where, okay, shoot, if, if he's not able to go, you've been able to put RJ, you've been able to put Luke and Coleman. Like, they've been in big moments before. This isn't – so I mean, maybe not Big Ten tournament moments, but they've had these moments where they've kind of stepped in to the spotlight. But I think you probably are going to have to lean on some of your veterans. You're going to have to lean on Trent. You're going to have to lean on DeMonte. And, and we don't know, I mean, how bad it, it is, but you're right, the sling isn't great. It probably was pretty good to have and kind of a messy floor to keep that thing stable, honestly. But, yeah, I, I think the, the timing worked out, however you want to look at it, where he's out for this game and RJ was back for this game and he, RJ hit that big three and he still does a lot of things athletically that are impressive. But there's a reason – I know there's sometimes – some frustration among a fan base with Jake, like what he does do, what he doesn't do. I think you nailed it with the floor and the ceiling. But there's a reason Brad trusts him as much as he does. And and I don't think that's hyperbole from Brad. I think he trusts, he breathes easier when Jake is out there. And for whatever that's worth, that's you want that down the stretch. And you would hope you don't have to inject him back in in a first round tournament game and a second round tournament game. And maybe you can get some, cohesion and not miss that time in the Big Ten tournament. Guys, it's pretty crazy that Purdue finished third in the Big Ten this year. Michigan finished tied for seventh in the Big Ten this year, right? Like in a year where the favorites, those are the two favorites, and Illinois was picked third. Illinois is the one to get a share of the Big Ten title along with Wisconsin. Rutgers is your four seed in, in the Big Ten. It's And Iowa, I mean, credit Iowa. I know Illinois fans don't want to hear that, but what a year for Fran McCaffrey, losing Luca Garza, C.J. Frederick, Joe Wieskamp, um, all these guys. And to come back and have that kind of year, what, what a crazy year we just witnessed, Derek. I mean, the, the preseason predictions, um, I had Illinois winning it, but I did not have Wisconsin, Rutgers, or Iowa that high. I think I had most of those in my bottom half of the Big Ten. But Illinois finds a way to live up to the expectations. Well, you know, Michigan, Purdue – 
even a little bit Ohio State with the way they finished the year uh, kind of underwhelmed a little bit. Yeah, it was wild. And a lot of pressure on Purdue going into postseason play to really – we talk about Illinois trying to take advantage of a window of opportunity and the fact that, you know, Ivy's going to be going in the lottery. I know he hasn't played all that well here of late, but still, uh, what Zach Eady's future look like. I know Sasha could technically come back for another year, but – for them to get third is a big disappointment, and they're not trending in a, in a great direction here uh, of late down the stretch. Illinois, you and I agree, and I don't I think I don't know, I don't want to speak for Joey, but I also thought Illinois would win the league. I thought they got way too overlooked, just people assuming because Io was gone that they were going to take a big step back. Now, I, I hesitated to say this team's better than last year's team because of Io's absence, but I thought that Illinois was a team to pick with Kofi coming back and, and the veteran pieces around them, but to your point about those others, I mean, Iowa lost Luca, Wieskamp, Frederick, Nunji, and and still, I mean, the, the Murray brothers, we knew Keegan last year was going to be a good player at some point. Was he going to be this player? No. I mean, this soon and then for his brother uh, and Chris to do that is amazing. For Iowa to play defense is a revelation. Uh, Rutgers to – I think a lot of fans have always had a, a pretty good respect for Rutgers here of late, the battles that they've done. But, I, I mean, to lose Jacob Young and uh, for Miles Johnson to leave and, and not to be a very deep team, but for them to get the four seed is very, very impressive. And, uh, yeah, and then Wisconsin, I, I'm still so skeptical. I still won't let – my mind won't let me believe it. Um, yeah, for, for what Johnny Davis did this year, uh, Brad Davis had a great year and, while they took that loss to to Nebraska, for them to be co Big Ten champs after losing four starters is it was wild. And just when you thought you, you got ahead of when they were going to fall and stumble, and then they they didn't, and then you thought they'd win, and, and they didn't. So that, that's just the Big Ten. It, it was a wild league, and it was hell of a lot of fun to cover. Joey, any final thoughts here from State Farm Center? I agree with everything you guys said, but I still think if you would have told me that Andre Corbello was going to miss two months in the middle of the season. And really not hit his stride until the last week of February. Has he? I, I, I don't I'm know. Not, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't begin to tell you if he has. He's he giveth and he taketh um, a lot. But he played in 16 games. Like if we would have left Lucas Oil or Hinkle, whoever it was, I don't remember what, what the Big Ten tournament or Big Ten Media Day was. But if we would have left, like that was all it, right? It was like here's Kofi, here's Curbelo, and welcome our new All-Americans was almost a message Illinois was low-key putting out there by taking those two. Curbelo went over Frazier. Yeah. Now, I, I think a lot of that is because the Big Ten limited it to two. Right. Uh, and Frazier had already gone. But, yeah, that wasn't an accident. Like, they, they really believed. I mean, everything we heard from the summer was like, this guy, this guy, this guy. NBA scouts were living in – you know, whatever seats in the State Farm Center to watch him. Like, it was everything. If you said he would have played 16 games, Illinois would still win the league. There's no way. I don't think there's any way we would have walked out of that building and been like, yeah, that's probably it. And then you factor in, I mean, Trent Frazier has been wrapped up with any number of protective gear since November, I think is when he had the arm deal. Uh, It just, just kind of seems like for as many chances as Illinois got, and they got a lot, I mean, Teams Purdue gave them chances, obviously, Wisconsin. Damn, they really fought their way into a lot, didn't they? Like, they fought their way into a lot of chances. And, you know, you can write off the Purdue losses. You can probably say, well, they didn't have Kofi against Maryland. The two ones that are tough are Rutgers, which the rack is tough, and Ohio State at home. But they 
it just kept going, man. And that, that was the thing with this team. I think to your point earlier, like they just kept going every single time that it was probably not much more to go. Yeah. And, and Derek, just to end this, I, I think it's a tough ass team and that, that reflects their head coach. And I, I think we do have to give a shout out and Underwood did this uh, to a staff, a revamped staff. Like who knew how this was going to go recruiting wise um, or, you know, if, if they would be as good on the court, like, cause they got to get to know each other. Brad, Brad has only coached with Jeff before he has never coached with Chester Frazier's never coached with Tim Anderson. And he thought, you know, how's that going to go swimmingly <laughs> like recruiting they're recruiting as well as ever. Not, and not that Orlando and Chin Stephen Gentry weren't a big part of, of all the success, but they kept that thing going. And I think that's a, that's credit to Brad, but also credit to those guys for, for coming together. So, I think that staff deserves a ton of credit too for not having a lot of growing pains here and getting this team through a tough year and cutting down the nets tonight. Yeah, it is a huge credit to Brad. And, you know, when he's sitting there in the summer and he's like, well, we're just going to go do it again. And we're like, really? Like, this doesn't happen. Are you not reading the Alana Inquirer <laughs> assistant coach thread and freaking out like everybody else is? We think Alan uh, Huss I mean, is doing right now. Yeah, I mean, geez. <laughs> He's on, he was on a Zoom call like this and, and just have that all go, you know, that's what a story. burning but. the nuts tonight. <laughs> who, who else was an Illinois assistant at one point? <laughs> who else uh, do we get a shout out here? Mm. Uh, there, there were so many, so many names. There, can we say? Kamani, Kamani yeah, Young and Brian, Brian Randall. Randall. Where is he at, man? It would <laughs> be great Randall. to talk to him really way to rebound to stick with the number one you know number one team in the western conference in the nba it, it was crazy sorry Derek. go ahead you're no, keep burning okay. buddy I, I got last <laughs> i got lost on that but uh yeah chester fraser i mean that was a great hire i mean i think it's a great i think it's a really good staff and it's a, it's a staff that is furthers this momentum they're recruiting well uh this 22 class chester had a big stamp on it obviously ty rogers for a late steal was amazing by tim anderson what he's uh we did with merez johnson be able to get him early and just momentum they feel with the mean streets program in chicago and uh some of their ties outside of the state as well it's it's very impressive and, and just the way that this team and and they gel i think that from from day one it wouldn't have been surprised but just to watch it play out like the the marriage between Chester Frazier and Trent Frazier was, was just perfect in, in terms of like the way those guys compete and, and value defense and uh, Tim's player development and, and Jeff's relationship with Kofi was huge in, in convincing him to get back. I mean, just to think about Kofi was in the transfer portal. What a, what a wild 365, man. This is just unbelievable. And uh, we're there to document it all. It's, it has been a ride. Uh, way to put that together. Uh, my boy Isaac Trotter just sent us the stats. I said I felt like uh, Coleman uh, was off the court on four of Keegan's uh, makes, and he said Keegan Murray with Coleman on him, two of 13 with six points. With anyone else on him, five for nine, 16 points. I feel much better about making Coleman Hawkins starting. I mean, if that doesn't send a light bulb to Coleman Hawkins about what he can be in the Big Ten – throughout the rest of this season and next season potentially is one of the team's stars, but also Derek in the NBA. And the other part I want to mention, Andre Corbello is playing his ass off on defense. Like that is his role right now. Alfonso Plummer is getting attacked again and he's given up as many points as he's scoring most nights. Andre Corbello came on the court and the turnovers, some bad shots. He played his ass off on defense on top of some of the big buckets he scored. So those two guys, I, I think it's probably clicked in their heads that, defensively, I can be a pest. 
Yeah, it's Coleman taking the hard coaching of Brad and, and being able to to buy in there and, and just the way that he's molded here. And, and he's in a he's in a great groove right now. He's trending fantastically. He's playing with confidence. And he's got so much upside at the defensive end because of how much ground he can cover and because of his length. And we saw it, you know, here in December on Ron Harper Jr. And to do it tonight on Keegan Murray was so vital. And uh, I think, yeah, Andre Curbelo, you looked at Tony Perkins going off in the first half. And uh, Plummer is is a liability defensively. But Curbelo really – I know that he ultimately gave up the end one on Perkins at the end, but I thought he did a great job on him in the second half. And he's flying around out there when he is disciplined and in the right places. He can move as well as anybody. He does have instincts to, to be able to you know pop some steals. And, and his defensive rebounding tonight was the first time I saw it, I think, look similar to last year because he was a guy that could really fly in there and take, you know, get the defensive rebound and push it up the floor. And uh, we saw him do some of that tonight, which is which is certainly encouraging. All right, we got some writing to do. Joey, what are you writing tonight? I just try to figure out how to put the day together. Like Brad Underwood was sleeping in a lazy boy this morning and this afternoon. Didn't know he was going to win the Big Ten later that night. And here, here it all happened. It was just a crazy scene. Craziest scene I've seen. A Michigan State, Iowa's freshman year was pretty close, but that didn't have the same punch as winning the freaking Big Ten. Just trying to put it all together, man. And I talked with Frank Williams. So him being here with DeMonte and – and watching that and watching his son go through it, I know Frank means so much to, to people and fans of this program. And to see, you know, watch him, watch his son go through it again, it's, it's pretty cool. Eric, what you got tonight? For full circle view for Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, how it got to this point for them. The fact that they're leaving here thought of as winners is, and what, you know, what led to that, what that means to them. I talked to Tyler Underwood. He gave me some fantastic stuff and some nuggets that you guys will certainly enjoy. And, um, you know, great stuff tonight from from those guys and, and Brad Underwood as well. So uh, just kind of taking that that look for, for two guys that have been through a lot and, and from the moment Brad was here all the way through and, and have seen this through. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, of my player grades, I talked to Chester Frazier afterwards uh, in, in the tunnel right as he was coming off the court about what this means to a guy who, who thought he was going to win championships here. Uh, also, Caden Feagan, the four-star uh, in-state running back. You want to you hear that, what, what he had to say after watching that and witnessing that. So we'll have all of that at Illini Inquirer. If you're not an Illini Inquirer member, VIP, it's just $1 for your first month. That'll take you through March, right? Like that's all you need. Uh, and give us a try. I think you'll enjoy this because, boys, it could be an interesting month. We have no idea what will happen in Indianapolis, no idea where we're going to be, whether it's Buffalo or Milwaukee or San Diego. I don't know. Uh, we'll see where we go from here. But uh, this Illinois team has a shot. This Illinois team has a shot. And it's been a special season. And I, I feel good for the program. I feel good for the guys we cover that, uh, you know, they were able to kind of have this validation tonight. All right. Thank you for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. As always, give us a follow, rating, review wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. Subscribe to us there. It helps us out. Uh, for Derek Piper, Joy Wagner, Jeremy Warner, everybody take care of each other. Have a great night. And we'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Hello? Is a raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love, rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.